0: Hey friends! I hope you're all staying as safe and healthy and comfortable as possible, and that you're taking care of all the people and pets and plants that are important to you. I'd like to dedicate this episode of People Are the Enemy to Dave Vinson, a.k.a. Dave from Knoxville. Longtime listeners of The Best Show on WFMU with Tom Sharpling will remember Dave as being one of that show's super callers, as well as one of Tom's three southern gentlemen. I was fortunate to speak with Dave for episode 40 of this show, We talked about our mutual love of The Best Show and host Tom Sharpling, as well as our fondness for music. I'll always remember Dave as a kind, likable person with a good sense of humor. He will absolutely be missed. Folks, you're listening to the People Are the Enemy podcast. I'm the host of the show. My name is Andy Mascola. There are no ads on People Are the Enemy, and there is no Patreon set up for it. The only thing I've ever asked of listeners is if you love this show and if you'd like to help support it and myself monetarily and get yourself or the reader in your life some quality literature, please consider purchasing any or all of my books. I'm the author of 10 self published novels that are all currently available worldwide in both ebook and paperback formats via Amazon. And if you don't use Amazon, you can find and purchase all of my titles in ebook format at Google Play. Just search my last name, which is spelled M A S C O L A. That's how you'll find me on Google Play. If you've already purchased any or all of my books, thank you, thank you, thank you. I sincerely appreciate your generous patronage. And with all that out of the way, here's the quirky theme song. the enemy listeners. This is episode 297 of the greatest podcast you ever heard. Are you ready to do it? Go girl. Sing it Beth Ditto. Yeah. Get into it now. Come on. I love it. I hate to see it go. But I got a show. That was The Gossip with the song Eighth Wonder. Singer Beth Ditto, incredible. That's from an album called Music for Men. If you like that album... Well, obviously, if you like that album, you know it. <laughs> I meant to say, if you like that song, check out the whole album. It's, it's a wonderful album. Really, really great stuff. Uh, speaking of good music, I saw Quintron last night in Rhode Island. What a show this guy put on. My goodness. Listen. Listen. If you got $20 and he's playing near you and you love great rock and roll, an exciting rock show, and an exciting puppet show, you got to see Quintron and Miss Pussycat. Catch them coming through your town, if in fact they are. I know they're about halfway through this tour, but uh, what a great show they put on. Just an amazing, amazing act. It would have been a great date show, you know what I mean? I went with, I went, <laughs> I went with a friend of mine, guy friend, uh, who was into Quintron, Quintron, Quintron and, uh, and, and uh, when I got home I was telling my wife about the show and she said, do you think I would have liked it? And I said, yeah, I think you would have liked it. As a matter of fact, I saw a lot of couples there. That would have been a great show to take a date to. Really great, great music, and then a really funny puppet show with a lot of laughs. Very, very cool. Awesome stuff. Awesome time. You know, it's funny. I was, I was, uh, I'm recording the show at night. It's coming up on nine o'clock here, and I had the window open, <laughs> and it's like, it's as if the universe knows when I try to uh, record the show with a window open, because. As soon as I'd started recording, car alarm goes off on the street. I'm like, you got to be kidding me. And of course, nobody's running out to shut it off because it's football night in America. <laughs> At least uh, for the New England Patriots and, the, and their fans. <laughs> so uh, nobody's rushing out to shut their, uh, the car alarm off. But yeah, I had to close the window. Wouldn't want any bees attacking me. Speaking of bees, I got attacked by bees this week. Both my dog and I got attacked. Yeah, would you believe that? We were walking down the street this past week and uh, she'd stuck her nose in a hole in the ground a few weeks back and a few bees stung her. Poor thing. I did not get stung, but she shook off the bees and she was fine. But this past week, we were walking down the same street, staying clear of that damn hole where the bees had come out of a few weeks prior, but around that same area in the neighborhood. And I I suddenly heard a bee in my ear, and then I felt a sharp pain on the back of my leg and then another one on my elbow and we were, and then all of a sudden we were getting attacked and, and I started to run with Lola, my dog. And the poor thing, she started shaking because she had a couple bees on her and then she uh, had one right on her head and the poor thing got down on the ground and was like pawing at her head and I took my, my bare hand and I swatted the bee off of her head as gently as I could without, you know, hurting her, just trying to get the bee off. But yeah, man, we got attacked. I'd never been stung by a bee, I think, ever in my entire life. I thought to myself as I was walking down the street, I said, this could be it. <laughs> this could be it. If I'm allergic to bees, I'm, I'll, I will be deceased in a matter of, a matter of minutes, I imagine. But no, I was fine. Everything was okay. Bees, man. Not what I expected. I discovered meme rap this week. You know what a meme is, I'm sure. You know, if you've ever been on the internet, you see memes all the time. You know, basically a... um, something that happens maybe in popular culture. Maybe just a trend, a social media trend. That gets repeated, and then people pick up on it and do fun things with it. A recent example may be the forty-fifth president's mugshot. That got the meme treatment. But I was on TikTok, as I am wont to do, and I, uh, I came across this man who calls himself You Know Miles. And You Know Miles is unique. Because he is what's called a meme rapper. Meaning he oftentimes takes music from popular sources and loops it, as rappers do, and then throws down some quick and ridiculous lyrics. Very low quality in terms of uh, the audio. He's probably, most likely, he's probably doing it into a phone, I'm guessing but I wanted to play you a couple of You Know Miles songs that I found that I thought were quite amusing, so you can get a a feel for this young man and what he does. This is a song by You Know Miles called Clown. Now see if you can follow. His his lyrics are often ridiculous. Oftentimes funny. and, uh, And these songs are always very short. This uh, this this one is just a little over a minute long. This is called "Clown" by Meme Rapper. You know Miles. Here we go.
1: Toe on the side of the bed Went outside at 3 in the morning And got chased by a clown The shark thought I was an appetizer I used to be best friends with a Jaguar I bought a car off a crackhead Hung out at the store too long I got cool with all the crackheads I had to sleep over at my house Before I slept on twin beds I don't sleep in my friend's house Cause he never got no pillows I slipped on a Wet Floor sign in the mall I put my hazard lights on In the middle of traffic I slipped on fabric softener I fought an Asian person And they hit me with a mop I seen an Asian person Eating conch bao chicken I went to the store And I bought some chicken I looked in the mirror and I became an owl. I turned into a bedspread sheet. Some old lady put her teeth in my hand. Michael Jackson had a tiny booty chin. I think that's why he can go. <laughs> i Hung out with Count Dracula. I got turned into a vampire. I used to be scared of soap until I figured out that it's actually coffee. She said she loved me because I drink coffee, but she didn't know I was drinking hot cocoa. <laughs>
0: I don't know if my favorite part is the uh, Michael Jackson's... Michael Jackson reference. Or the... uh, Count Dracula reference. Another thing that uh, You Know Miles seems to be fond of is Spongebob Squarepants. And he seems to enjoy appropriating music from Spongebob Squarepants and imagery and characters from... SpongeBob SquarePants, all filtered through, all filtered through a hip hop brain, and uh, this is a song. This is another you know Miles song. It's called "Bikini Bottom," and uh, this has got a video that's been viewed. If you're looking for it on YouTube, four hundred thousand times. So I guess the meme rap was successful in this case. Check this out. This is You Know Miles and his song, Bikini Bottom.
1: You know I just got stuck on the elevator. They say my head looked like a refrigerator. Hopped in the car, pulled off like, Oh, you can't cook. Your food tastes like dirt. I ran outside with no shirt. Wait, it's 645. I'm late for work. My car won't start. It sounded like, yeah. For the elephant, he went, yeah. Barbara Clippers sound like, eh. Somebody said that I look like an ostrich. Changed my name to a Gooseneck Ostrich. Got hit with a chair, sounded like, somebody just smacked my head like, she went, hey, about to stay. Hold up, I got something for you, toothpaste. Wait, today, Wednesday? Or Thursday? Like, I had, like, some chum bucket, and my stomach hurt, like, like, I was on the toilet, like, ah! I just got stuck on the elevator. They say my head looked like a refrigerator. Hopped in the car, pulled off like, stir! Oh, you can't cook, your food tastes like dirt. I ran outside with no shirt. Wait, it's 6.45, I'm late for work. My car won't start, it sounded like, meow! For the elephant, he went, Yow.
0: That's it. it's you know miles now you know for better or for worse you're aware that is a that is my favorite meme rapper (laughs) and at this point i'm going to hand things off to our friend rachel from des moines and she is going to give you the char chat so without any further ado
2: take it away rachel Thanks, Andy. Hello, and welcome back to Rachel's Chart Chat for another week. I want to take a moment to remember Dave Vinson, also known as Dave from Knoxville. He was an important part of the Best Show community, as well as over here on People Are the Enemy. After the news of his passing was shared online last Monday, I read so many lovely tributes from people that he'd gotten to know online or also who had spent time with him IRL. I knew Dave to be a big Prague fan who loved Yes like I do. But he was very open-minded in terms of music. He explored a wide variety of genres, making and sharing playlists almost every day. He always tried to find the best in any artist. It always gave me a nice charge when he'd mentioned catching up on People are the Enemy, and I will miss chatting with him online. Though Dave is gone, he will live on through the memories of all who knew him. Now, to just fully switch gears, I want to conclude the mini-series on the Dave Barry Bad Song Survey. Here's the column dated January 24th of 1993. I hope you haven't had anything to eat recently because as promised last week, today I am presenting the winners of the Bad Song Survey. In analyzing these results, I had to make a few adjustments. For example, the Bob Dylan song Lay Lady Lay would have easily won as worst overall song, with 17,006 votes, except that I had to disallow 17,004 votes on the grounds that they were cast by my research department, Judy Smith, who tabulated the votes, and who hates Lay Lady Lay. To win, a song had to be known well enough that a lot of people could hate it, This is a shame in a way because some obscure songs that people voted for are wonderfully hideous. Several readers sent in an amazing compact disc from Rhino Records called Golden Throats, which consists of popular actors attempting to sing popular music, including William Shatner attempting Lucy in the Sky with Diamonds, Leonard Nimoy attempting Proud Mary, Mae West attempting Twist and Shout, Eddie Albert attempting Blowing in the Wind, and, this is my favorite, Jack Soul Webb attempting Try a Little Tenderness. You need this CD but now for our survey results without question the voters choice for worst song in both the worst overall and worst lyrics category is drum roll macarthur park as sung by richard harris and later remade for no comprehensible reason by donna summer it's hard to argue with this selection my 12-year-old son Rob was going through a pile of ballads, and he asked me how MacArthur part goes. So I sang it, giving it my best shot, and Rob laughed so hard that when I got to the part about leaving the cake out in the rain, and it took so long to bake it, and I'll never have that recipe again, Rob was on the floor. He didn't believe those lyrics were real. He was sure his wacky old humor columnist dad was making them up. The clear runner-up, again in both categories, is Yummy Yummy Yummy, in parentheses, I Got Love in My Tummy, performed by Ohio Express. Coming in a strong third is You're Having My Baby by Paul Anka. This song is deeply hated. As one voter put it, it has no redeeming value whatsoever, except my friend Brian yelled out during the birth scene in the sequel to The Fly in the full song, Having My Maggot. Honorable mention goes to Bobby Goldsboro, who got many votes for various songs, especially Honey. As one reader observed, Bobby never caught on that he could have bored a hole in himself and let the sap out. A recent song that has aroused great hostility is Achy Breaky Heart by Billy Ray Cyrus. According to voter Mark Freeman, the song sounds like this, You can tell my lips or you can tell my hips That you're going to dump me if you can But don't tell my liver, it never would forgive her It might blow up and circumcise this man Many voters feel a special Lifetime Bad Achievement Award should go to Mac Davis, who wrote In the Ghetto, Watching Scotty Grow and Baby Don't Get Hooked on Me, which contains one of the worst lines in musical history, You're a hot-blooded woman, child, and it's warm where you're touching me. Speaking of bad lyrics, many voters also cited Paul McCartney, who, ever since his body was taken over by a pod person, has been writing things like, Someone's knocking at the door, somebody's ringing the bell. Do me a favor, open the door, and let him in. Other tremendously unpopular songs for their lyrics or overall badness are Muskrat Love, sugar sugar i'm too sexy Surfin bird i've never been to me Inagata de Vida, afternoon delight feelings you light up my life and in the year 2525 violent hatred for this song in closing let me say that you voters have performed a major public service and that just because your song didn't make the list that doesn't mean it isn't awful unless you were one of the badly misguided people who voted for the tupperware song Let me also say that I am very relieved to learn that there are people besides me who hate Stairway to Heaven. Thank you. P.S. Also, I shot the sheriff. Since it was in the top honors for bad song and bad lyrics, I decided to research a little more about MacArthur Park. My jumping off point was Googling, why did Donna Summer cover MacArthur Park? I found a website called In The Loop run by Filipino music blogger Ij Dizon, and he has an excellent write-up on MacArthur Park as part of his Cover Me Bad series. MacArthur Park was written by prolific songwriter Jimmy Webb, known for his compositions Glenn Campbell recorded like Wichita Lineman and By the Time I Get to Phoenix. Webb also worked with The Firth Dimension, and he got to know their producer Bones Howe. Howe reportedly challenged Webb to write something grandiose, a pop song with different movements and changing time signatures. Webb originally wrote MacArthur Park about the breakup with his girlfriend Susan Horton, and he drew on times they had spent together in L.A.'s MacArthur Park. He describes it as a musical collage of this whole love affair. The song was intended for the band The Association, but they rejected it. Enter Irish actor Richard Harris, fresh off his appearance in the movie Camelot and looking to start a recording career. Webb flew to London on Harris's invitation and played several songs for him, but none clicked for Harris until he heard MacArthur Park. Harris included the song on his 1968 debut album A Tramp Shining, and it was released as a single with the surprising length of 7 minutes and 21 seconds. The song reached number two on the U.S. Hot 100, kept from the top spot by Herb Alpert's This Guy's In Love With You. It spent 13 weeks on the Hot 100. At the 1969 Grammys, Harris' recording was nominated for Best Male Contemporary Pop Vocal, losing to Jose Feliciano's cover of Light My Fire, but the song won Jimmy Webb a Grammy for Best Arrangement. The Ray Charles Singers were also nominated for Best Contemporary Pop Performance Chorus for their version. Harris was also nominated for Album of the Year for A Tramp Shining. Richard Harris would go on to have three other Hot 100 hits, but this was his biggest song by far. According to an interview with Fresh Air with Terry Gross, Webb credits FM, quote, underground radio for the success of such a long song. K.H.J. from Los Angeles reached out to him about doing an edit, but he held firm that there should be no edit, and it was played on the radio in its full length. In 1969, country star Waylon Jennings recorded MacArthur Park. It hit number 93 on the pop chart and 23 on the country, as well as earning him a Grammy for Best Country Performance, Duo or Group with Vocal. Uh, he performed it with the Kimberly Family Group. Then, in 1971, the Four Tops did a version in two parts, with MacArthur Park Part Two hitting number 38 on the pop chart and number 27 R&B. Donna Summer was known for working with Giorgio Moroder and had released several big hits in the 70s, but the number one pop hit was elusive. According to Ij Dyson's Cover Me Bad entry, Summer was looking for a song she could really belt, and she and Marauder discussed a number of 60s pop ballads to cover before deciding on MacArthur Park. They put together a MacArthur Park Suite, an 18-minute medley, which also included the original songs One of a Kind and Heaven Knows, later released as a single in its own right. This suite was released as side four of 1978's double album Live and More. Um, in the suite, MacArthur Park is it runs for 8 minutes, 27 seconds, and then at the end of the suite, it comes back as a 1 minute, 30 second reprise. The 3 minute and 59 single edit of MacArthur Park would go on to be the first of three back-to-back-to-back number ones for Donna Summer, the other two being Hot Stuff and Bad Girls. MacArthur Park was also number one on the disco charts and three different Canadian charts. Summer's version was also Grammy nominated for Best Female Pop Vocal, but lost to Anne Murray. Summers' version spent 20 weeks on the Hot 100, all told. A year after Summers' untimely passing, Dutch DJ Laidback Luke created a remix of MacArthur Park for her remix album Love to Love You Donna, which hit number one on the Dance Club Songs chart. Song's impact in pop culture continued. In a 1981 episode of SCTV, Dave Thomas portrayed Richard Harris and lip synced to a recording of MacArthur Park on an installment of the Mel's Rock Pile sketch with Eugene Levy as Rock and Mel Slurrup. And then in the 90s, uh, Weird Al Yankovic used it as the basis for Jurassic Park off his 1993 album, Alapalooza. The song was released as a single, which didn't chart in the US, but it hit number five on Canada's the, the record singles chart. It said that the video did not really get much airplay on MTV, but it appeared a lot on Canada's Much Music, so that may have driven it to higher chart success in Canada. Uh, Wikipedia cites that, true to form, Riordal reached out to Jimmy Webb to gain permission to do the parody. Uh, the song was also referenced on The Simpsons, as Apu's niece performed it in a traditional Indian style as her talent for the Little Miss Springfield pageant. And according to Secondhand songs, there are at least 194 known versions of the song. Well, that's all from me this week. Thanks so much for listening. Back to you, Andy.
0: Thank you, Rachel. Awesome stuff, as always. This has been episode 297 of the People Are the Enemy podcast. Our theme song is Walrus Love by Nokia Ocean. You can find that song and more at pizzapuppies.bandcamp.com. My name is Andy Mascola. You can purchase my novels via Amazon and other online book retailers in both paperback and ebook formats for as little as $1.99. Thank you for listening. Thank you for subscribing. Thank you, Rachel from Des Moines. We love you. Peace.